as many of the world's elite, such as Klaus Schwab and failed presidential candidates John Kerry and Al Gore, head on over to the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in hopes of saving the planet, we take a look at one of the dark underbellies that point to the depravity of those involved with the conference. And right here in the United States, a man was thrown out of the Mall of America by security who said his Jesus shirt was offending people. And a hockey player is told to go back to Russia if he doesn't want to wear his pride shirt. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at some of the weird stuff going on out in Switzerland when it comes to the World Economic Forum's annual conference, as well as what it might mean here in the United States for what so many of the elite might so happen to be planning. But before we get to that, make sure you like this video and you could always share it as well and subscribe to the channel at Good Fight here so that we can continue to get these messages out. And if you're listening via podcast, make sure to leave a five-star review. The better the reviews, the more likes, the more shares, the more people get to hear the message that we are sharing. So thank you guys so much who do that. But to get back to this, this World Economic Forum, if people are wondering what it might be, it was actually established in 1971 by German economist Klaus Schwab, and it was originally called the European Management Forum until it changed its name in 1987. The annual meeting this year is titled Cooperation in a Fragmented World. And you know all those weirdo conspiratorialists who would tell you that one day there will be one economic form, I mean, one economic currency, and ultimately there will be one form of worship that is allowed under really the same thing. You know, those conspiratorialists, oh wait, no, that's actually found in the pages of the book of Revelation that actually warns of such a thing. And this idea of cooperation in a fragmented world, so many one-worlders that have existed on our side as well, where I come from in America, as well as throughout the rest of the world, uh, these things have to be pushed and will be pushed because the Bible is true. All the promises of Jesus and his first coming came to pass, and all the promises of his second coming will come to pass, and all of the events that are specifically given in Scripture, both given in the Old Testament and New Testament regarding what the end will look like, are all going to come to pass as well. And so it makes sense that so much of the elite will come together for this, because money is the root of all sorts of evil. In fact, the love of money, actually, is what the Scripture says, is the root of all sorts of evil. And so many people, and we've talked about this a lot on 511 News, create these eternal projects, these projects that they believe they get to live on through. Now, many of these elite are involved in these literal immortality projects where they are trying to upload their entire identity into different AI, different computers, and so forth. Or some of them are also involved 
in these cryogenic freezes where they think that if they freeze themselves, eventually the technology, because they have all this money, eventually they'll be able to live forever that way. But that's not what the Bible says, and the Bible's always right. And where anytime someone is wrong, let God be true and every man a liar. And the problem is, is that they may have these projects and think they can live on forever because they saved the planet because they stopped climate change if they think they can try to do that. But the truth is, is that all of this will be burnt up. All of this will crumble and fall. And ultimately, all they're doing here is trying to come up with a lot of ideas that are simply not going to get anywhere. And the truth is, is a recent report that came out and a lot of the admission of those who are actually there attending for this purpose kind of shows you a little bit of what these people are all about and really where their hearts are. In fact, as it says in the report on the Daily Mail, the global elite tackling the world's greatest problems, including gender inequality at the DeVos Summit, are fueling a surge in prostitution in the Swiss resort town. Demand for sex work skyrockets every year at the meeting of world leaders and business tycoons who jet in from all over the world to rub shoulders with each other. Later in the article, Salome Balthus, a sex worker and writer, posted on Twitter, quote, date in Switzerland during the WWF means looking at the gun muzzles of security guards in the hotel corridor at 2 a.m. and then sharing the giveaway chocolates from the restaurant with them and gossiping about the rich. Hashtag DeVos, hashtag WEF. The 36-year-old is staying at a hotel near DeVos throughout the summit, but refused to reveal who the influential clients are. She cautioned, quote, believe me, you don't want to get into litigation with them. In 2020, an investigation by the Times found at least 100 prostitutes traveled to Davos for the summit, according to a Swiss police officer. One official driver for the forum said he picked up one sex worker who claimed she had been forced by her boss to sleep with an older client at a delegate's hotel. And we wonder why so many of them who are involved in this sort of behavior We wonder why they are the ones who are going to tell us how to save the world. Ultimately, these very people, they do not worship the one true God. They do not know him. They do not give him honor. They may pay lip service to him, but they don't know the one true God. And the truth is, is that many of them worship the creation rather than the creator. And the only thing they give to God is lip service, probably to expand their message to people who might be overcome by the idea of helping the planet if they are told that they're doing this for Almighty God. But really, ultimately, they're not. And the Bible actually describes, and I believe when we find out that the very elite that are doing this, many of which are married and so forth, uh, are going after these lustful desires in the way that they do, I think that Romans 1 speaks directly to this. In fact, if we go to Romans 1, verse 21, it says, For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible mankind, of birds, four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Here it is. 
Why are they all having to have prostitutes at their annual conference? Therefore, God gave them up to vile impurity in the lusts of their heart so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And in fact, as the lip service that was mentioned that they will give, you can hear that given and really hear what is truly known as Gaia worship. And that's why you have people worshiping mother nature and so forth. But the fact is, is that mother nature, as they call it, is simply my God's footstool. But what's interesting is they actually claim that this crisis, these you know, climate crisis that they're trying to come together, the elites, you know, with their prostitutes are also going to come together and stop the climate crisis. They're also uh, going to tell us that this is a spiritual crisis. But listen to the language that's used. And also our faith leaders, they know that this crisis is much more than physical and environmental schisms. We have a deeply wounded spirit as a people that is in desperate need of healing and restoration. And we must look to our almighty creator to find our proper place in humanity. And to this spiritual crisis, to the almighty and, and so forth, and all this language, of course, she can't just say Jesus because she doesn't know Jesus. And that's exactly what we can expect from people who don't know Jesus. This is what they do. This is sad and heartbreaking because they're suppressing the truth in unrighteousness. And so this is what you hear but also at this very World Economic Forum, at this conference, listen to this, because the truth is, is eventually they're going to be Muslim Christians. Yes, I believe eventually you will not be able to come to YouTube and hear Good Fight Ministries. I think that is probably something that might happen very soon. We don't know, but it's something that could happen very soon. And we might have other means, and it might just be us on the street sharing the gospel, and that might push you to do the same. But... The fact is, is they are getting ready to muzzle Christians. And they talk about this at the forum. Don't believe me. Listen to European Commission VP Vera Yurava at this very conference. Well, we need the people who understand the language and the case law in the country. Mm. Because what qualifies as hate speech, as illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the U.S. I think that um, we, we have a strong reason why we have this uh, in the criminal law. Uh, we, uh, we need the platforms uh, to simply work with, with the language and to identify such cases. The AI would be too dangerous. And yes, we see that that is coming down the line. We expect it. Obviously, as believers, the Bible says, not that some, not that many even, but all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And ultimately, when it comes to the body of Christ, we should use the time that we have that we are free to share before these muzzles come out to more express the gospel as much as we possibly can in every avenue that we can and not waste the time. The days are evil. We need to make the most of the opportunity that we have and also know that God will still work even if everything is muzzled and everything is shut off, God will still work. And maybe the people that are sitting on the sidelines and not getting involved, people who do love Jesus but are not getting involved in sharing the gospel, will realize the importance of getting the message out themselves as well. When things are 
made illegal to share. And in the, oh, it's just hate speech to call out sin, not recognizing that Jesus Christ dying on the cross is the very way we find the definition specifically how we find the definition of love, that God is love and that he gave his only begotten son. And that is the fact that we need to share with people when they want to muzzle it and call it hate. And that will eventually take place. Be ready for that. But guess what? Your redemption draws nigh, that we do not have a faith that doesn't have hope. Even when the persecutions, the worst things happen, we, as 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10, as Paul stated, that we are sorrowful yet always rejoicing, let us be that, that we are the people that first Peter chapter 3, verse 15, that we are always ready to give a defense for what? For the good apologetic that you have? No, the apologetic is there, but it's for the hope that is within you that you are able to defend your faith because you have a hope that your neighbor doesn't have. And that's becoming more and more clear. People are trying to find hope in other things. People are trying to find hope in these immortality projects. People are trying to find hope, but watch the consternation of so many of the men involved in these things. It is heartbreaking to see what they are exchanging for the truth of the gospel. And yet we are allowing a self-muzzle, so many believers, and I want to encourage you, we all are ministers of reconciliation. If you are a blood-bought believer, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 says you are a new creation in Christ, and then right after the fact that you are a new creation in Christ, that the old things have passed away, all things are becoming new, right after that, it says that we are now made ministers of reconciliation. We are ambassadors for Christ. Those are the new creations that are now ambassadors. Those aren't, oh, well, I have to go to seminary. I got to have this much knowledge. No, you can go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ and do it before the muzzles come. Because guess what? You'll be able to do it still. You'll never stop sharing the gospel because it's commanded for you to do. But let's use the time that we have to share right now the free ability. We are on the World Wide Web, which I don't believe Al Gore actually invented, as he said he did, but nonetheless, we are on here able to share, let's do it while we can and share it with as many people as possible because the gospel is true and we want people to find the truth and the truth will set them free. That is positively huge for us to get wrapped around in our head. And in something that I recently saw and I've seen a lot of people talk about this already, but I want to play it for you as well and just give a little background and even tell you what the security team uh, had said. I had seen this video, and I got to be honest, when I saw it, I would have guessed it was somewhere in Europe or Turkey or something. I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't even know, not about Turkey. I don't know if you can get away with that, but I would have thought there's no way this was happening in the United States. But the video we're going to show you is not only in the United States, it's actually at what's called the Mall of America, which is interesting. And a man was asked to leave. And I want you to hear from the video because the security uh, team has come out and said that a week prior to this event, he had gone out there and was handing out tracks and was given a 24-hour notice to not come back. Uh, and, and he didn't come back in those 24 hours, but then came back not handing out tracks, it seems like, in this instance, but wearing a shirt with Jesus on it. And I can tell you this, I've been kicked out of my local mall for handing out tracks. So I'm, and that's fine. That's It's their property. I don't mind leaving. But it is interesting when you're seeing this kind of language and listen to what he is saying to him. He's not talking about tracks. He's talking about his shirt. Listen to this video. You need to take that shirt off. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? 
What is what is what is wrong with my teeth? Again, sir, it is religious soliciting. There is no soliciting allowed on law property, which is private property. Okay. So again, we've got yes no talks. Exactly. What is, what is wrong with my teeth? Take it off the shop, man. That's all we want. The last time I was here, they told me to leave for twenty-four hours. I did. Yes. That day I was preaching. Yeah, I was preaching the gospel that day. Yeah. You're still soliciting. And again, I'm walking. Yes, you're walking wearing that shirt in the form of soliciting, and we've had guests come up saying that they've been offended by your shirt. Who said that? We've had guests come up and say you've been offended. So, like this gentleman just said too, take the shirt off and you can go shopping. Now, when you hear that, you hear him talking about people being offended by the shirt. I do love the coexist. Uh, kind of swiped out there, which is just philosophically moronic, uh, even if you just get down to it and understand that this doesn't logically work out. You can't just say you can be a Christian privately because you'd have to be to just coexist. And some of those religions, some of which are look like they're just male and female signs as well. I mean, they don't make any sense. They contradict one another. So I have to tell the gospel to these people, but yet to coexist with them, I'd have to keep quiet and not tell them. So I'd have to disobey God in order to obey the coexisting, which really is not coexisting. It's doing what you're told, uh, and it's co-submitting to whatever somebody else is telling you you are allowed to do. But nonetheless, that's what it looks like there. And then at the same time as this controversy is going on, where people are talking about it, like, what is going on at the Mall of America there, that people are wearing shirts that says Jesus is the only way, and they're getting kicked out because they're offending people. Now, they said they didn't kick him out. They ended up not kicking him out and let him wear his shirt afterwards. Either way, they're hassling this guy about a Jesus shirt. And obviously, that's still minute persecution compared to what our brothers and sisters in Christ are going on throughout all the world, right? But it shows this muzzle and that it's becoming more normative for these muzzles to come out. And let's not be muzzled. And in fact, there is a video, and I, I want to play this uh, this video. If you guys haven't heard, a hockey player in the, in the NHL on the Philadelphia Flyers, Ivan Provarov, he actually refused to wear a Pride t-shirt. And I'm sure you guys know what Pride, that would be the Pride of the Alphabet gang. And he said he was not going to wear it. And so... Even though he said he wasn't going to wear it, I'm not going to wear this alphabet gang thing. They were not too happy about it. He said, hey, I, I hope you respect me. I'm not going to wear it. You can ask me about hockey and so forth. Well, a lot of people are really upset. One guy even tweeted about, how could you have worn something that supported the military, but you don't wear something that supports the alphabet gang? And it's really heartbreaking. It's really sad. You see this, but it is commendable of him. Now, he's a Russian Orthodox, all right, so I don't believe the things that he believes, but nonetheless, it is commendable to see him stand up like this. And here was the reaction that was actually on the NHL network. The NHL network, here's what somebody had to say. And Ivan Provorov can get on a plane any day he wants and go back to a place where he feels more comfortable, take less money, and get on with his life that way. If it's that problematic for him. And he's been in North America for a long time. He played in the Western Hockey League. He's now been in Philadelphia for many years. If this is that much of a problem for him to maybe assimilate into his group of teammates and in the community and here in this country, that's okay. Listen, you can feel any way you want. But the beauty is, if it bothers you that much, there's always a chance to leave, 
go back where you feel more comfortable. I understand there's a conflict of sorts going on over there. Maybe get involved. So if you don't support that, you're not really American, apparently, and you're not really assimilating to America. And ultimately, you should just go back to Russia and maybe fight in a war. Probably sounds like he's actually wishing for this guy's death. That's where it's come to for hockey fans. Kind of crazy. A little wild. But I don't want to leave you guys on any sour notes today. I want to leave you guys to leave the 511 News knowing that there are still people out there sharing the gospel, knowing that there are still people out there going forth with the gospel. And I say this, by the way, I am recording this on the 14th year anniversary of the night I gave my life over to Jesus Christ. I had watched a video known as They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. I started watching it the night before, and in the wee morning, I finished watching it after being with a friend and pausing it when we thought, wow, this is crazy, this is crazy. I had been an atheist prior to that, and I had doubted my atheism after watching a video titled Expelled No Intelligence Allowed, but I wasn't saved yet. Somebody had shared the gospel with me about two nights before and given me that DVD, and I still was not saved yet because I still had not given my life to Christ. And the Bible actually says that you are saved by grace through faith. It's a gift of God and not by works, lest any man should boast. But the Bible actually says that faith comes by hearing, hearing the words of Christ. And it was the words of Christ in They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll when I couldn't get away from the evidence, when I couldn't get away from the fact that Jesus Christ truly lives and that this that we are in a spiritual reality, that there is actual evil. It's not just, we're not just moist robots. We're not just brainwaves going back and forth. Those emotions take place because there's a spiritual reality and a spiritual battle that we are fighting. And it was the words in Matthew 12, 30 that made me say, just as I think we can all say with what's going on in the world today, he says, he was not with me is against me. And to not make a choice for Jesus is to make a choice against Jesus. And 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 I think that's awesome to have that as, I, I love that that's kind of my salvation verse that I say, that was when I said, I'm gonna give my life over to Christ. When I heard those words spoken, the words of Christ, I came to faith in Jesus Christ, I gave my life to him. And then I began at my fellowship here that I now go to and am now um, in one of the teaching elders here at Blessed Hope Chapel. And I met who would become my pastor that first Sunday after a few of my friends, Eric and Adam, had brought me to church here because it was their pastor. And I realized I needed to be serious about this. And then not long after that, that same pastor, Pastor Joe Schimmel, who's the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries, also took me out street witnessing. And I got to learn what it was like sharing the gospel on the streets. And I want to leave you with this clip because I think it's a really awesome clip. Because if you guys don't know, on social media right now, one of the one of the more you know popular trends is for people to interview people outside of things. Like we like doing that with the gospel, and that's a great way to share the gospel. But on social media, a lot of times right now, what you see is a bunch of clips of people asking perverted questions, young people asking perverted questions, some to older people, but a lot to younger people. And I want you to see the reaction of this young man when someone asked him about one night stands. And I want to leave you with this and say, you need to have the same courage to go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ that this young man had when someone tried to get him to talk about sexual perversion. This has been Chad Davidson. And this is the 511 News. God bless you guys. 
does a man get a one night stand? Repent and believe the gospel. You don't need a, you don't need no one night stand. You need Jesus, man. Fair enough. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Tonight, God calls you to be saved. Be reconciled. Thank you guys so much for watching 511 News. You can check out some of the older episodes as well as the Good Fight Radio Show and videos we have right here on our YouTube channel. And this week's featured product is the Emerging Church and the Bono Screw Tape Connection. You can check this out at goodfight.org.